Hey Kyla, welcome to Poshe Maka. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you. Um so I just I'm really curious. I've been a fan of your work. I've seen you perform at Berkeley, your covers and everything. And uh yeah, I mean, I'm so excited that you agreed to do this. So, yeah, can you just take me through your journey? Uh all the struggles that you've had to face and just yeah just your journey in general how has it been for you well um my journey oof so i'll start when i was 4 years old my mom had put me in some piano lessons and i absolutely loved it but i had to take kind of a long pause from music because i was diagnosed with wilms tumor which is a kidney cancer Uh, and it's typical in kids and thankfully my mom was the one who noticed that there was sort of a lump in my stomach and they were able to diagnose the cancer fairly early at stage 2 so the treatment was good and i went through that I had surgery they took it out and soon after that they realized that they did not get all of the cancer out all of the uh dead tissue out and so i had to go back in with chemo and radiation and all that you know it took out my hair and that was definitely an experience for me and um after that thankfully that's when they got it all and i was what they say cured or it was just gone <laughs> and that was around the age 7 And after that I went right back to music. My mom put me in piano lessons and all the people that loved and supported me helped her, you know, with the price of piano lessons because they were actually pretty expensive. Um didn't really realize that until now, now that I'm much older, how expensive it was to actually put me in a class for 60 minutes and learn piano. And Soon after that, my mom found out about the City Music program um in Boston, which is a program like a sister program to Berklee College of Music that helps under underdeserved communities. Um you know, it helps kids around in those communities to learn their instrument and just progress in their instrument and their music knowledge. And so she put me in that program and I was going for piano. And it was this one summer when I was 15, it was a week-long program and I wanted to be different. I wanted to try something different. So I asked the program leaders if I could try guitar, electric guitar, and I thought I was going to be cool, you know, I thought it was going to be great just playing my little heart out and it was awful. I just felt so discouraged because everything just sounded bad. It just sounded bad to me. And I was talking to one of the program leaders. His name is Greg Holt. Um, great guy. Um he told me, "Um Kyla, do you think you want to try bass guitar? You know, we need a bass guitarist for one of the groups." And you know i can see that you're struggling and you're feeling bad about playing um electric guitar so you know you might want to try it and i said sure 
you know, nothing could be nearly as bad <laughs> as electric guitar at the time. So I tried it and we had a performance that Friday of the week-long program and I absolutely loved playing bass and it was great. But however, after that, it was a little difficult for me because I didn't have my own bass. And if I wanted to continue in the program during the school year, I would need that so that I was able to take it home and practice, all that stuff. And once my godfather heard that I wanted to play bass, he was so on the job. He was like, I'll get it for you. Don't worry about it. I will get one. So he got me a bass, it was a four string bass, and I was so happy. I was like, I finally have a bass, you know, I can call it my own. And I would bring it to the program, which was every Saturday from about nine to two. I would bring it there, but I had no case. So all the teachers were like, you know, you have it, but where's your case? And I was like, oh, I don't have one. And at first I was feeling a little bad about it because obviously everybody else who had their instrument had a case for it. And I was just like, well, my mom can't afford that right now because the cases that we were looking at, like the good ones at least, they're maybe 50 to $100 or so. And at the time, it was just me and my mom, you know, she was struggling and getting a base case was not at the top of her priorities list. And I wasn't really mad at my mom for that. I was just kind of embarrassed every time I would go to the program without one. And one day I went to the program, I left my base in a room, in a classroom with the other program leaders so that they could watch over it while I went to class. And I came back to get it to go home because the day was over and they had presented me my base in a brand new case and I was just so happy that they would even think to do that for me you know they would take the time buy it and then put my base in there and present it to me and after that I was like this is definitely a sign that I should stay with bass because everything is falling into line. My godfather got me a bass so my mom wouldn't have to worry about it. And now I have a case and I have chords. Like I don't have to worry about the other materials that I would need to continue this. And so yeah, that was when I was the summer, summer when I was 15, turning 16 that year. And that's when I started playing bass, and I never really put it down after that. Although I was still playing piano on the side, um, just not in the city music program. And yeah, I continued the city music program all throughout high school. And now I am at Berkeley for electric bass guitar, and I'm finishing my second year. It's crazy. Just curious, what's your major? My major is music education. That's interesting. I, I knew I wanted to be a music education major um, for a long time, but I was also struggling with picking music business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
you've seen you've watched your mom struggle you've seen your loved ones struggle financially maybe that even takes a toll emotionally and mentally being a musician i think it at least i'm lucky to say that i can be free and i can create music without having to worry about you know so many of these external factors but when you have to worry about that how does that affect the kind of music you make how does that affect the choices you make for your music and does this create a fear in you about like not just being as a musician but you know you have to kind of look after yourself right how does that play out for you so it was definitely of well, um my financial situation was definitely playing a big part in my high school bass playing career um i had a like i had bought another bass thankfully for maybe $150 which is still not much compared to the bass that i have now but in high school that's when i bought it and you know i had saved up my money to get it um after some time cuz i mean i was young i didn't have a job and i was just doing small gigs for money here and there and um yeah i had bought that bass but it was still cheap and it had been used so it was causing me a whole lot of problems and i would look up to my other high school friends that were older than me and even some of the Berkeley college students that I knew and they would you know like help me out a little like sometimes if i needed my action lowered they would do it themselves so i wouldn't have to go to guitar center and stuff like that they would tell me like oh you definitely need to change your strings when i didn't know i needed to change my strings because nobody ever told me like okay this is what it's supposed to sound like it sounds dull you know maybe you want to change them this that and the third but there was one time when i wanted to get i can't even remember i think i wanted my strings changed and i brought it to guitar center so that they can change them and they were like oh yeah it's going to be like $30 and then we're just going to leave like you have to leave it here for a certain amount of time cuz we have a lot of inquiries and i was like okay All right, don't want to pay $30 for this, but I'm going to cuz I kind of have to. And when I came back to get my bass, they said, "Oh, you actually need a tune-up." And then that was like an additional 50, 60, 70 or something like that. It was in between that, and I was like, I "Can't keep doing this." You know what I mean? And <clears throat> so I would always be kind of scared that I would need something else. to pay for with this base. It's it kind of reminds me of how my mom used to talk about her car, you know, like it would break down or you know, she would need to get something fixed or something's rattling, so you need to check it out. And then there's a service fee plus what you actually need to get done and I just <clears throat> that definitely, you know, made me think like, oh, maybe I shouldn't play as much or maybe I should get more gigs, you know? Like it was always a battle like 
I need money, you know, I need to get money so I can make sure in case of emergencies and stuff like that, I can have the money for my bass guitar. Or, and then I started thinking, okay, well, instead of thinking of emergencies for this bass, maybe I should save up my money just to get a brand new one, you know? And it's not like I had no other expenses other than my musical expenses at the time. <laughs> Because um, I was definitely also helping my mom out when she needed it. Like, sometimes we needed stuff done on the house. And my mom would tell me, like, oh, if you, you know, I'll help you out if you need help. But, you know, like, the less money that you ask me for, is, like, for little stuff, like, for, like, food when she cooks at the house, you know, like, just don't go out. Don't ask her for money for food. And that's unnecessary, you know. Here's like kind of the less money that you ask for, the more I can help you out later. And so that was definitely something that stuck with me. And then in college, that was definitely like a big thing. And I was starting to really make my own money at that time. She was like, Kylie, you know, if you don't ask me for money, I can help you in emergencies. And I was like, okay. And for the most part, I didn't really have any like emergencies where I needed money. And I would try and help my mom out um, as much as possible. But um, I think it was only one time that I needed help. And actually it was right before the Dreon show. Um, what was it? My string popped in the, in the rehearsal the day before. And I was like, you gotta be kidding. And if anyone out there is listening that knows about strings is that <clears throat> they like to get out of tune because they are new. So all throughout the show, I was trying to tune my string because it was just one string, but I didn't want to replace just the one string, which actually would have probably been better in hindsight, but I didn't know that at the time. So I just replaced them all. So I was tuning all throughout the show because the new strings they don't like to stay the same note for whatever reason i actually need to research that i don't know why but i had to ask my mom i was like mom i actually need just about 30 dollars so i can get new strings and my mom sent me like 100 i was like mom <laughs> you're doing too much and like i sent it back but yeah, me and my mom, we definitely thought about our financial situation and we just tried our best to do what we can for one another. And yeah, I think that's really the only way it's affected me. But now I try and make as much money as possible if and when I can, just so that I can be able to help if I need to be able to help. So so you spoke about all of these like struggles and everything that you've had uh and i can definitely see how that can affect somebody so young and i think it it really plays with your ability to dream and just just to dream freely you know what i'm saying and i want to ask mm-hmm. you if you don't if you don't have to worry about money say tomorrow your mom just wins some sort of lottery and then she has all the money that you'll ever need (laughs) to support you and herself and you know everybody that you guys care about for the rest of her life 
what would you be doing? Because right now, um, you said you spoke about how, you know, you're just trying to make money by doing these gigs. Some Sometimes you end up loving them, but sometimes you really... You're really kind of just forcing yourself to do it and you're like, you know, it's okay, just get through this. You need the money, right? And if if mm-hmm. you had all that money that you needed and you didn't have to worry, you didn't have this constant nagging fear at the back of your head being like, Kyla, you need to do this from, you know, to support yourself, don't ask money from your mom kind of thing. So what would you do if you had that kind of money to support yourself for the rest of your life? Honestly, I'd probably leave Berkeley. <laughs> I probably would not be here. And I'd be playing bass all day until I was the most killing bass player ever. And yeah. I would be on tour. Like at that point, I would just, you know, I'd pick what kind of music I wanted to do, um, you know, like what kind of genre, and I would just play all day long. And I would find a tour to be on, honestly. Um, well, I definitely think that Berkeley gave me a lot of the connections that I have now. But I'm also sure that after looking and searching um, for auditions and, you know, bands, I'd find myself on someone's tour. And I would enjoy my life. I'd definitely go on vacation, so I wouldn't go sane. And I wouldn't be in Boston. Um, Where would I be? I don't know if I would even be in the U.S., but definitely not in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I'm trying to think. Would I be in L.A.? I feel like that's most, most musicians' dreams. But... I'd be traveling. I'd be traveling a whole lot. That's what I would do as much as I can. You know, I would go see a lot of different people play live. You know, pre-pandemic or whatever. And I'd be just be trying to make the yeah. best out of my life, yeah. really. And I think, I think out of whatever you've said you know, your journey, your entire life, whatever you've experienced. Uh, Something beautiful that I really noticed about it is just how destiny is just, you know, just so present in your life and sort of just taking you always to the right places, Uh, whether it be you, when you spoke about the, the case for your bass guitar or when, uh, just the fact that your godfather just, you know, came in and was like, I'll get you the bass guitar, right? And so many things that just like, that just happened for you. And I think uh, a lot of us, uh, a lot of other people who may be privileged in a very uh, conventional sense lack. And I think that's, that's, that's something really beautiful about your life that, there's an external force that's kind of, you know, doing all this magic for you. And yeah, what I just want to ask you, what are you grateful for in your life right now? Oof, what am I grateful for? 
I am grateful for my mom, most definitely. She's been like my number one by my side all the time. <laughs> She's a little strict and <laughs> we have our arguments, but I'm definitely grateful for her. Um, I'm grateful for my dad too. Like my mom and my dad were divorced when I was one and my relationship with my dad has been like a on and off kind of rough thing all throughout my life pretty much until I got to college. And when I got to college, I realized that my dad's not like a bad person. Like I didn't think he was horrible, but you know, part of me was just like, okay, my dad is like this bad person or whatever. But I've come to realize in college, like my dad's not this bad person and nor is my mom. They just had their disagreements. And now that I'm like older, starting to understand, what actually happened in their relationship that caused them to not be together, I realized like, you know, okay, that was them. You know, their relationship, we see relationships nowadays that don't work out. It doesn't mean that one person's bad or one person is better than the other. It just didn't work out. So after I started noticing that, I started like talking with my dad and I'm so similar to my dad, it's so crazy. Like, we just started talking, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I think I get this from you. And he was like, yeah, you definitely do. And so our relationship grew. And I think I also have to say that our relationship grew because of his mom, my grandmother, um, on my dad's side. She is, like, my best friend. <laughs> I love my grandmother. I'm so grateful for her. Um yeah, I used to hang out with my grandmother all the time as a kid. And I don't know, there was maybe like throughout my high school, I didn't really see her as much. And I was actually talking with her the other day about it. I was like, you know, there's this weird time period in high school where I talked to you occasionally, but like I didn't really see you at all. And it was just weird. So then, you know, I got to college and she happened to move a good five minute drive away from Berkeley. So I got to see her all the time. And we kind of rekindled what we had when I was younger. And we used to just be silly. My grandmother, I can talk to her about anything. So yeah, I'm definitely grateful for her. Um, grateful for my best friend, she's in Maine. and. We used to be together all the time, but now we're not able to just because our fields are so different. And, you know, she's doing her thing. I'm doing my thing. But I still get to call her and we talk and we catch up and all that. And when she's in Boston, again, like we have lunch and we talk about all the tea and all what's going on. So I'm grateful for her. I have a lot of people. <laughs> this list is going to go on so uh. long. <laughs> definitely think I have a great support system that's great so. that's beautiful and do you feel like all these experiences all these things that you've had to struggle through the small the things that might seem so small for somebody else but it it's actually been a big struggle for you right like something as something that we take so so for granted like childhood was so so much of a different experience for you or something as small as just getting a case for your bass guitar for some people but for you it was like a an entire journey just getting that case and like you know does that make you 
value your life more? Does that make you understand the true beauty of having things and the true value of having things? Yeah, definitely. Um, from our conversation earlier, um, I was telling you about how my semester was going uh, last semester. And I was telling you how I was really struggling because I felt like I had no motivation to actually do my schoolwork. And I had motivation for a plethora of other things. But when it came to schoolwork, I was just like, I really don't want to do this. And sometimes I wouldn't get up for class in time. And sometimes I would be awake. I'd just be in my bed, like actually not doing my work. And I was taking my scholarship for Your granted. full tuition scholarship. And Let's just put I that knew, in there. Guys, she has a full tuition yeah. scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was taking it for granted. And I really had to just slap myself because like you said like it was almost as if i was acting like the scholarship was a little thing but it's not it's really not and i had to really keep telling myself like i'm not going to be at berkeley if i don't have a scholarship i would not be at berkeley if i did not have a scholarship and there's a lot of people that always ask me like oh how did you do it how did you get a full tuition scholarship i don't know but i you know like people people understand the weight that having the scholarship carries like that is so crazy and my scholarship is something that I value very much and that was the only way <laughs> that I found any motivation last semester because I was like I have this scholarship and it means a lot it's worth a lot and I did a lot of hard work to get it but at the same time, I'm really sitting here acting like I don't have motivation for school. Like, what is this? Kylie, you can't do that. People are literally craving something that I have. Like, they want it, you know? So, yeah, I would definitely say it's made me think about the things that I have, and, you know, definitely being more grateful for it. I'm definitely grateful for my scholarship and... I know what I need to do. And thankfully I've pulled myself out of whatever. No, I wouldn't say it was laziness. I really just didn't have motivation for school because I was doing a whole bunch of other stuff, but I'm so glad that I've pulled myself out of this pit that I made for myself and, you know, slap myself upside the head and realize like, Kyla, you know what you have and you can do something even better with what you have. So definitely would say I'm more grateful for a lot of things. That's great. Well, that's it for today's uh, podcast episode. And thank you so much for sharing your story with me and being so open about your journey. I really hope that your journey can, people can listen to your story and support you better because you really deserve all the support and all the, all the love and yeah admiration everything so i really hope you have a great journey ahead thank you so much i really appreciate that